This is a chapter called Bhakti. Yesterday what we had done was an introduction by Uddhava to Sri Krishna in which Uddhava was talking about that everybody is supposed to follow Sri Krishna from the devotional point of view. And the reason being when a person is there in the material world, even if he is a spiritualist, to focus on something is extremely difficult. That means if if you are having what is called as you know karma yoga or jnana yoga or for that matter where any kind of focus is concerned from the yogic perspective it is impossible to zero on to the lord why because mind is going to take you away constantly mind will definitely take you away from your objective and the state of trance will never be attainable he says that you should never take pride in the accomplishments in this. So never be proud of something that I have done this, I can do yoga. You know, yoga means that hatha yoga that we talk about. Or I can be, you know, sitting on my, in my asana for 10 years or 20 years. The ego definitely comes in and mind comes in and you are unable to do. So he had said, that to be a devotee would be the highest thing that any person can do. And what kind of a devotee? A devotee like Hanuman. So in the previous avatar of Sri Ram, as Sri Ram, Hanumanji was very much devoted to the Lord. And that is a kind of devotion that is required. This is where we had ended yesterday. Today we are doing Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Part 2, Chapter 29 called The Bhakti Yoga. A dialogue between Sri Krishna and Uddhava. We are doing verse 5. Who then can reject, dare reject you? The very soul, the most dear object of worship and the supreme lord of all. You who will give all possible perfections to the devotees who take shelter of you. Who could be so ungrateful knowing the benefits you bestow? Who would reject you and accept something for the sake of material enjoyment? which simply leads to forgetfulness of you. And what lack is there for us who are engaged in the service of the dust of your lotus feet? So these are number of questions which Uddhava is putting Sri Krishna. So the gist of all this is, who can do something contrary to becoming a devotee? Now, in this entire range of questions that he has put up, he is talking about how an individual loses his focus. So, is it possible to lose the focus? Is it possible that you get engaged in another thing? See, normally when you are engaged in a particular activity in the material world, what happens? There are distractions. Now, there are too many things that are happening around you. One thing happens, another thing happens, another thing happens and you get distracted. Just imagine you are driving on the road. Okay? Suddenly, you see a peacock going across, which actually happened in our case. There were a range of cars going at full speed. And suddenly a peacock decided that he wants to jump over two lanes. One going and one coming. And he actually flew over us onto the other side of the field. That was a distraction. So naturally everybody was looking at it. Now if you have gone into Madhumalai or other forests, are you not constantly looking for all the animals around you? Of course, 
<laughs> you are searching for the deers, the, you know, these bisons and this and that and so many other things in the jungle. That becomes a distraction. Now imagine, you are taking a shot of a deer and a car passes in front of you. Do you know you are going to get irritated with it? Of course. Now, irritability is a normal phenomena of every human being. How, is, how does a person become irritable? Where something goes wrong somewhere, maybe the maid has not cleaned properly. Then what happens? Or someone has parked their car in your parking slot. You know, there are parking slots in, in, in apartments and naturally someone comes and parks over there. Do you know you get you will get irritated with it? What is the next thing that will happen? You are not able to locate that person. So you maybe you will park your car somewhere else. Or maybe when you are having a problem with your maid, the maid is a headstrong person. She just says, I am not coming and she goes away. Do you know what you do after that? You carry forward that irritation to somebody else. Just think about it. Your maid has not come and you will now get angry with your children. Or you will get angry with, say, your father-in-law, mother-in-law, or whoever concerned. Why are you redirecting that anger onto someone else? This is what happens to human beings. Somebody has parked the car in your slot. It is not necessary to go and shout at the watchman over there. You know, the security guard saying that, Don't you have eyes? Somebody has parked in my slot. The poor fellow is doing his duty somewhere else. It is not necessary to shout at someone else. So I hope you understand how misdirection happens. You know, you keep on going from one place to the other. Your mind is never steady in one place. It is always roaming around all over the world. Think about it. Why does it do that? So in the normal course of life, we are always distracted. In devotion, this is the main thing that you have to be careful about. No distraction. Alright? So Uddhava is saying, how is it possible that people can get distracted? Who could be so ungrateful knowing the benefits you bestow? Now this is something which we are always falling for. We forget that everything has been given by God. You come to a particular place and say, Oh, I did it. I did it. This one did it. That one did it. Everybody does it except the Lord. The Lord is not responsible. Now you have done it. Why? Because you want to take credit, so you have done it. Somebody else wants to take credit, so they have done it. But at the end of the day, it is the Lord who is directing the entire thing. So that is one thing we need to be careful about. Who would reject you and accept something for the sake of material enjoyment, which simply leads to forgetfulness of you? We normally tend to forget the Lord. You know, in our material lives, someone cooks a nice food. You forget that the food has come to the table because of the Lord. We keep on, you know, praising the person who has given it, you know, the one who has made it. Maybe the cook, we will say, oh, very nice, huh? very nice. So you are forgetting. Is it the cook? Is it the host who is responsible for this? No. The only person responsible for all this meal on the table, what you are eating is the Lord. We forget this. So everywhere you will find this is what happens. We get distracted. Oh my Lord, transcendental poets and experts in spiritual science could now not fully express their indebtedness to you, even if they were endowed with the prolonged life of Brahma. 
for you appear in two features externally as an acharya and internally as a super soul to deliver the embodied living beings by directing him how to come to you i am sure you have read a lot of poems written by great sages and scholars and in that they are praising the lord do you think the words are sufficient no yesterday i was in a bookstore and i was reading a very beautiful book called saundarya lahari you know i, I don't know whether you have heard of this book called saundarya lahari saundarya lahari is a praise of the divine mother okay it's a praise on the divine mother now it so happened that this book is a difficult text to understand now there is a story which goes at the back of how shankaracharya seem to have got this entire thing it's a praise of the lord okay now whether you take the lord as a male or a female don't bother about it it is just consider that how the lord was to be praised so one day shankaracharya now yesterday also we gave a story of shankaracharya today also a story of shankaracharya now it so happened that shankaracharya goes and sits in front of shivji now, shivji you know is the third part of the trinity so he goes to kailasha and he meets shivji and he tells him can you please give me some hymns and some praises for the divine mother so shivji says okay okay fine i'll give you now imagine there is <laughs> shankaracharya noting down everything okay and shivji is just reciting it maybe it's like a dictaphone machine okay i don't know <laughs> but during those times he was just writing it down on a papers or some such thing now the moment he finishes he says thank you lord and he starts walking out of that place the moment he comes out there is a guard outside you know who is that guard you know nandi nandishwar nandishwar means the bull the bull who is responsible for transportation for of the lord so the bull is standing over there and nandi asks him what were you doing inside so he says you know this is what i was doing you can't take my mother's uh, you know description like this and then these two have a fight <laughs> in that fight what happens you know all the papers that are there the bull catches it with his mouth and gulps it down so you will find that nearly 65% of the original book is there and 35% is not there now the thing was when shankaracharya could whatever he could remove the sheep from his from the mouth of the bull he took it and he went away and the bull ate the remaining part of it now in that it so happened that shankaracharya had to use his memory to recollect and write down what were the balance verses some verses were lost so naturally you will find that the rest of the verses that are there are from the memory of shankaracharya so i hope you understood this so these are nothing but praises of the lord now why are we discussing the praises of the lord is because the poets and experts they cannot express these things even if you write a million words no one can write perfectly about the lord unless and until the lord himself says okay now you note down about whatever i am saying so now do you understand there are certain texts which are revered for that reason right it is because they are directly dictated 
like this particular text which we are doing today, Srimad Bhagavatam, is a dictation. Alright? It's a dictation given by Vyasdev and it is noted down, you know, the transcript has been noted down by Gajanana or what we call as Ganesha. And these are the things that are happening. Imagine, you know, somebody is dictating to another person. So, he is doing it from memory, we think. No. In case of Vyasdev, it was Vyasdev's duty in this world to actually come and transcribe this entire text. So that is the reason why this text is revered. It's the same way when people learn about Quran. You know, the words had come from the Lord and they were transcribed. The same thing is there in the Bible. The Sermon on the Mount was transcribed. So we say that they are the real words. Now coming back to description. So the poets have not been able to describe if they try on their own. So again we go back to what happened yesterday. I was standing in the bookshop. Now there are hundreds of books over there. Everybody has come up with a version of their own. All the new authors that are there. You know there are all these fast selling books over there. They are all new authors and they have come up with their own version of the ancient scriptures. Those those are their interpretations, what they have done and that is not the truth. So what happens is we normally fall for this kind of things. It's not important to fall for it. Can we go to the bare texts? The only reason you will find me using the bare text. The bare text, I don't know whether you understand the bare text. If you have seen the Bhagavad Gita, I will never do the explanation given below. Somebody has explained the verse. Never go by that. Only take the bare text. What is mentioned over there. So, here whatever I am reading to you, O oh my Lord, transcendental poets and experts in spiritual science could not fully express their indebtedness to you. Even if they are endowed with the prolonged life of Brahma. So, whatever I am saying over here actually means that this, whatever that is mentioned in this conversation that is going on, I am using only that which is mentioned over there. The explanation what I am giving you is nothing but what we call as an exposition. Right? So, the poets were not able to do this kind of an explanation. Even if they were given multiple lives, whereas multiple lives are concerned, there is a very beautiful story of Narada. Now, it so happens that Narada goes to the Lord and says, I want to write a billion verses on you. Now, I am saying a billion, okay. That time they must have said Koti and you know, all those kind of verses. I am just saying billion for the sake of understanding. We are doing in English, isn't it? See, everybody understands millions and billions. If I say in lakhs and crores, some of you may not understand. What is a lakh? A lakh is 100,000. Ah, now I know 100,000. <laughs> so, people will understand 1 lakh is equal to 100,000. 1 million is how much? If you ask Indians, how much is 1 million? They will not be able to say. So, we have to tell them, it is 10 lakhs. 10 lakhs is equal to 1 million. Right? So, like that. So, billion verses for the sake of understanding. So, he goes and tells Mahavishnu, I am going to write a billion verses on you. So, Mahavishnu says, okay, done. Go take birth on earth. So, he goes to earth and takes birth over there. Now, I want to 
I want you to think about it. Can anybody write a billion verses in one lifetime? No. So he has to continue to take birth after birth after birth after birth till the time he finishes those verses. So I hope you understood. So in every avatar of his, where he has come as a saint and he has written some very beautiful poetry, that is what is important. Now, you will find that Tukaram Maharaj. I always keep on saying Tukaram Maharaj. So Tukaram Maharaj, Nyaneshwar. You know, there are various other avatars who have written some things. Nyaneshwar himself has not written, but Tukaram has written. Now, you will find that Kanakdasa. I am sure you have heard of the Kanakdasa. Kanakdasa was a great saint of Karnataka. So, like that, there are sages who have come and continued with those verses and they are nothing but avatars of Narada only. They are just praising the Lord. I hope you understood this much. So, he says, you have to take a million lives before you can complete praising the Lord. You appear in two features, externally as an Acharya and internally as a super soul to deliver the embodied living beings by directing him how to come to you. So, Uddhava is saying to Krishna, nobody can praise you properly. So, how do you come to praise above? Not yourself. So, he says, you appear in two features, externally as an Acharya. So, like I said just now, Tukaram Maharaj, externally as an Acharya, a teacher, a guru. So, the external manifestation of Sri Krishna is in the form of a guru. So, he comes in the form of a guru as an Acharya and the second one as the super soul. Everybody has what we call as an Amsh, a small portion of the Divine Lord. We call it Atma or what we call it as a soul, you know, individual soul. Now, this individual soul that is there inside every being is the expression of the Lord. So, in two ways he comes about. One, there is an essence in you. So, everybody has an essence of the Divine Lord. And the second one is the Guru as an Acharya. What does he do this for? So that he can direct the individual beings towards the Lord. Sukhdev Goswami said, Thus questioned by the most affectionate Uddhava, Sri Krishna, the supreme controller of all controllers, who takes the entire universe as his plaything and assumes the three forms of Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva, began to reply lovingly, displaying his all-attractive smile. Now, he listened to, the Lord listened to the entire words of Uddhava. And after he listened to the words of Uddhava, he said, after this, I am going to now tell you about whatever questions that you have asked. And he smilingly replied. Supreme Personality of Godhead said, Yes, I shall describe to you the principles of devotion to me, by executing which a mortal human beings will conquer unconquerable death. So, once you are devoted to me, once you understand what is the meaning of the word devotion to the Lord, then you will never have to go and come back again and again. So, there will be no rebirths after that. We are doing verse number 9 now. Always remembering me, one should perform all his duties for me without becoming impetuous with mind and intelligence offered to me 
one should fix his mind in attraction to my devotional service. So Krishna is saying the first line he says, always remembering me. Do you remember the example which I gave you at the beginning? Okay. Now imagine when you get up in the morning hmm, and you have just got up from a dream. And what does that dream say? Some idiotic stuff, you know. Maybe you have got a dream of your grandfather or grandmother. I mean, this is the example we normally take. Or of your boss literally shouting at you. The moment you get up from bed, do you know what happens? You turn around and if you have somebody sleeping next to you or some children in the next room, you will still go with that thing and you will start shouting at them also. Why are you not getting up? It is time to go to school. You cannot do this. You should not be sleeping like this. You know how late it is. But sir, it has nothing to do with the children. They get up at that time only. You understand what I am saying? And yet you are getting angry over them. Why? Because the thought of your boss shouting at you in the dream is still carrying forward. Even at 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock in the morning. Now you might have got up at 6 o'clock in the morning. And at 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock in the morning, you are sitting in front of some other person and still you are thinking about the dream. Why is that? Then when you meet your boss in physical, I mean you are physically meeting the boss. You know, you are not conducive to him. Why? Because in the dream he abused you. So you are going to be very mean to him. For what reason? So this is a carry forward that happens in our normal world. Why am I telling you this? It is because here you have the ability to carry forward all this nonsense in your material world. Why is it that you cannot carry forward the name of the Lord in the material world continuously? Has it ever occurred to you? No. So, Krishna is saying, always remembering me. You need to remember me constantly. How do you remember me? Well, just like you can remember your boss from the dream, actually he was not there and yet you remember him. In the same way, you got to remember him. Remembrance is something which never happens to us. Do you know, we love to go on a holiday. Everybody loves to go on a holiday. Why? I want to get away from it. I want to get away from it. I mean, these are the only reasons why you will say, I want to get away from this world. Oh, you want to get away from it. You are not going to come back, is it? Of course, you are going to come back. It is that world is providing for your holidays, isn't it? Isn't that world actually providing for your holidays? So, you better be nice. No. When man says, I want to go and enjoy myself. So, the person goes to enjoy himself. And then he dreads the day he is going to be back. Here I am talking on a holiday. A long holiday. I am giving you a simple example. If you have to go to work on a Monday. You know how much the dread is there? Oh my God, I have to go to work today. It's so horrible. You know, I wish every day was Saturday and Sunday. Every day can't be Saturday, Sunday, you know. So, <laughs> so you have to start from Sunday, Monday, Tuesday like that. You have to complete the seven days. And why is it that you are carrying forward the last week's entire problem into the next week again? Can you not start something new on a Monday? It is because of memories. We carry horrible memories about everything in this world. If you meet a person after a long hiatus, after a long time, you know you are still carrying the, the meanness and whatever that person has done from the past. Why is that? 
can you not start a new leaf you know when you go to the next class first standard second standard third standard fourth standard you know what you do you you love getting the new books in school isn't it i'm sure you love getting the new books and then you in olden times we used to put the nice covers you know brown paper cover put a label on top of it write your name very nicely and on the first page we will draw this i mean uh, i don't know nowadays what it is but yes we will draw the index serial number particulars you know those kind of things we have done why why not write in your last year's book you don't want to carry those memories with you right so you want to start fresh but why is it that you meet a person you want to still carry those dirty memories of the past is it important no can you start fresh so you can remember so do you understand what i am actually pointing towards you are able to remember things especially the bad stuff never the good stuff never somebody said something to you you will carry it forward but somebody has said something nice about you you have forgotten about it so memory serves you isn't it here what we are talking about is the lord has to be in your memories constantly just like you can, you can remember your your mother in law or some such person as a villain in your life you know <laughs> some people remember their mothers in law or some brothers in law or some sister in law as a villain in their life so every time when they look at them, you know like that they never talk straight with that person it is always barking at that person so because you carry the memory so well i give you the option you can either love god or you can hate god if you hate god you will carry more memories of the lord isn't it now you will understand why ravana and kamsa and shishupal actually went to the heavens to meet krishna why because shri krishna was their enemy as ravana shri ram was his enemy and he constantly thought about shri ram i want to kill him i want to murder him i want to do this to him i want to do that to him and whatever you remember you are going to go back to the same thing suppose you have an abusive husband and you want to get away from him and if you constantly think of him constantly think of him i want to i want to hate that person i don't like him he is useless blah 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 all that you know what you are going to meet that same person again and again because you are carrying that person in your karmic loop why do you want to carry that person in your karmic loop so now do you understand how ravana carried shri ram in his karmic loop and went towards shri ram in the end of his life is the same with kamsa is the same with all the villains who think about the lord whereas hiranyakashyap is concerned his villain was vishnu so he constantly thought of him and constantly wanted to do something about it so finally when he was torn apart by narsimha avatar he reached the divine lord because of this reason so i hope you understand that it is either in love you can think about a person or in hatred two things right so what exactly are you supposed to do just think about the lord constantly so always remembering me one should perform all his duties for me without becoming impetuous okay now how do you do this how do you perform duties for the lord actually you do them in your life you do duties for somebody have you seen your own father and mother 
the mother will go to the market with a bag. She will get the stuff which the father wants. Your father. He loves certain things. So she is constantly thinking about what he likes and what he doesn't like. Suppose he hates snake gourds. Suppose he hates karela. Karela means, uh, you know, bitter gourd. You think she is going to pick up that vegetable? No. <laughs> this vegetable she will avoid. She will only pick up those vegetables or stuff from the marketplace which he likes. So can you understand when a person actually is thinking of that other person and doing duties. Now this is one thing which we have to know. Something called a hen-pecked husband. Have you heard of hen-pecked husband? My wife loves this, you know, and that is why I am going to do it. My wife says, hey, go and get that. Yes, boss, he will go and get it. Hey, you go to the chemist. I want this medicine just now only. But it is 8.30 in the night. No, go get it. And that fellow will go, he will put on his slippers or whatever and he will go to the market and get that. Even if the chemist is closed, he will go to the next one and the next one till he finally finds it. My wife has told me to get, you know, huggies, nappies. Okay, I have to get them. Even at 12 o'clock in the night, he is willing to do that. Why does he do that? Hen-pecked husband, you know. He is constantly trying to serve his wife, serving that particular person. Now, you may be laughing and saying, you know, oh, you are talking of no, not me, not me. I don't do this kind of a thing. Sorry, boss. You do this for your boss. In the office, you will find there are lots of guys who will say, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. You know, they, they are called yes men or yes women. You know that? Whatever the boss says, yes, boss, I will get it done right away, boss. What do you mean by right away? Are you not constantly trying to serve him? Of course, you have done that in your life. Or you have a girlfriend. Well, everything is pointing towards that one thing only, isn't it? Whether it is, when you are going to the, when you are walking down the street, you see some beautiful flowers. Oh, this will look nice on my girlfriend. Okay. When you see some nice dresses, oh, this will look nice on my. Okay, why? <laughs> that means you are constantly thinking of something. Thinking of something is a unique phenomenon. And do you know you can destroy your entire day by thinking about that? Let me give you one example. Now let us say you are going for a 12 hour drive and there are no restaurants or restrooms or hotels on the way. And you did not start your journey by first going to the loo. <laughs> you know your next 10 hours you are just thinking, can I go to the loo? Can I go to the loo? Can I go to the loo? Do you know this is what you will do? You are in constantly thinking about that object. So this is what is meant over here. Fixing the mind on that object is easy. We have done it in our lives. So here Sri Krishna is saying, if you can do it in your material world, can you not do it for me? By saying, if you think of me as your wife, then you are doing everything for me. If you think of me as your boss, then you are doing everything for me. Like that, think that I am there in your world as a super boss somewhere. And every activity in your life is directed only towards me. And this is the easiest thing that you can do. With mind and intelligence offered to me, one should fix his mind in attraction to my devotional service. How is it done? We will see in the next verses how it is done. One should take shelter of holy places 
where my saintly devotees reside and one should be guided by the exemplary activities of my devotees who appear among the demigods, demons and human beings. One should take shelter of holy places where my saintly devotees reside. So what is he talking about? Well, he is talking about an ashray, ashrama, isn't it? Take shelter. Shelter means ashray. One should take shelter. One should take ashray. Ashray means shelter of holy places. What are the holy places for a devotee? You will say temples. Sir, no temple or church will allow you to stay there. <laughs> so you take an ashray with my saintly devotees. So the guru who is a saintly devotee of the Lord has an ashrama. So you take shelter in that ashram and reside over there, stay over there and be guided by the exemplary activities of my devotees. So the guru is going to guide you in the activity. What is the guidance that is given? The guru teaches the students what they are supposed to do and what they are not supposed to do. So what is an ashram? Ashram is a place where you take refuge. Example, do you know in America there are lots of refugees who are coming in from all over the world? Do you know in England there are lots of refugees who come from all over the world? Let us say there is a refugee from Africa who has come to America, United States. Do you think he can do what he was doing in his country over there in America? No, he cannot. You see, can he go and search for streams of water in New York City and take a, you know, a cup and drink from the streams? No, sir. There is a filtered water which is coming from the tap. That is the water he has to drink. Can he come up with his own rules and regulations? Like in India, we do jaywalking on the roads. Have you ever seen Indians walk properly on the main road? No. You know the way they will walk? Wherever there is, you can see one gap in between cars, he will try to cross over to the other side. Try doing that in Singapore or America or some such place. It's called jaywalking. And jaywalking, you will be fined over there. Now imagine this refugee, can he jaywalk over there? No. In Africa, he was killing animals, live animals and eating them. You think he will be allowed to do that in other countries? No. If there is an Afghan from Afghanistan, now, he is used to growing cannabis or marijuana in his own garden. Do you think in America he can grow? <laughs> he will go to jail straight away, isn't it? You can't do those things over there. Do you know what is the new rule today in, in uh, US customs? You know, when you are entering the country, you know what are the new rules? You cannot carry more than 350 grams of powder stuff also. That's a new rule. Earlier, you couldn't carry more than 50 milliliters or 100 milliliters of a liquid on flight, isn't it? Now, there's a rule which says not more than 350 grams of any powder. Now, imagine you're taking one kilo of rice flour from India to America. You know what you're going, what is going to happen to you? <laughs> At the airport, they will catch you <laughs> because that is a rule over there. So you have been following rules in your life. Ashram rules are important. You should be guided by the exemplary activities. The guidance is given by the Guru. 
whether it is the way of sleeping, whether it is the way of eating, whether it is the way of wearing your clothes or whichever way you are staying in that ashram, there is a way. And that way is extremely important because we are talking about spiritual development. This chapter is on Bhakti Yoga, remember this. So you cannot come with your own set of rules and regulations in an ashram. No way. You will be guided by the Guru, by the devotee of the Lord. The Guru is a devotee of the Lord and he will tell you exactly how you have to live. Right? And there is a way. A decorum has to be followed. A discipline has to be followed. And it appears within the demigods, the demons and the human beings. So this particular guru is there in every place. Amongst the demons, do you know who is the guru? You mean to say you don't know the guru? They have a guru. The demons have a great guru. His name is Shukracharya. Shukracharya. Now, Shukracharya is a great devotee of the Lord and he is the guru of the demons. Do you know his powers? He has got tremendous powers. I will give you an example of his powers. During the churning of the ocean, there was one great churning of the ocean that was happening. Do you remember the Mohini avatar of the Lord? Well, as a Mohini, Vishnu took an avatar, Sri Krishna took an avatar of Mohini, a very beautiful woman. And he, took away all the Amruta. Amruta means that liquid which was supposed to be you know, eternal life, uh, magical liquid. And she distributed it amongst all the gods and she did not give a drop even to the demons. Though the demons were supposed to receive half of it. That was a trick played by the Lord. So that the gods can become immortal and the demons can die. Shukracharya was very upset. He is their guru. And he said, Lord, you have not done the right thing. You see, when we were churning the ocean, there was a partnership between the demons and the demigods. We were pulling that, you know. And in that partnership, we were supposed to get 50% of what you are having. And why is it that you have not given us this Amrita? Now, that was a quandary. Because of the power of their guru, the Guru's name was Shukracharya. Shukracharya was so strong and powerful that he could have destroyed anybody on there itself. All the gods also if he wanted. So the Lord said, see, we are very sorry we have done this kind of a thing. We will do the repayment to you. And he handed over a mantra to Shukracharya. It's called Sanjeevani Mantra. If the mantra is told to this demon who is killed in the battle, I mean, if he is whispered to him, he will again come back alive. So, Shukracharya was granted that particular mantra where nobody can die, by the way. So, now, this was the mythological perspective of this story. What is the true story? What is the spiritual aspect of it? The demons never die. So, in our life, we have demons, isn't it? Like we have a horrible nature of ours. Sometimes we get angry, sometimes we get upset, sometimes we give, you know, four-letter words. Continuously, we want to utter some dirty words. You want to drink, you want to smoke, you want to do all kinds of wrong stuff. This is demonical characteristics. By the way, the demonical characteristics can never die. Never. Why? 
because their guru has been given sanjivani mantra sir so the guru is all powerful and the demons have a guru the gods have a guru the human beings have a guru so everybody has a guru and who is guru nobody but the extension of the lord so either alone or in public gathering with singing dancing and other exhibition of royal opulence one should arrange to celebrate these holy days ceremonies festivals set aside especially for my worship so krishna is telling uddhava how do you do this kind of a worship to me how do you remember me first you go to the guru stay in his an ashrama learn from him everything that he says to you become a devotee what do you do in an ashram go in a public gathering public gatherings are there means what you know public gatherings if narendra modi has to come to bangalore don't you think he is going to come and give a big speech in one big place naturally so like that there are public gatherings so what is a public gathering whereas the guru is concerned the different festivals that happen whether it's a diwali or a holi or whatever and there are different kinds of festivals that happen so ceremonies which happen some pujas which happen at that time what are you supposed to do either alone whether you can do it alone or in a group you are supposed to do singing dancing and other exhibitions so the next time when you come to the ashram i will ask you to sing so do some rehearsals okay <laughs> and don't say oh, no 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 i don't know to sing you see my voice is very bad you can't say those words and if you don't know dance you can't say i don't know dance you have been dancing to everybody's tunes sir from your boss to your wife to your children to everybody's tunes so please come and dance <laughs> so singing and dancing is a way in which you can appease and praise the lord so singing in one aspect so we sing different kinds of hymns i'm sure you have seen even in the temples and in churches and various other places people sing isn't that there is a choir group and so on and so forth why do they sing because singing is what promotes this healthy relationship between human beings and god so sing so mirabai used to sing huh? tukaram used to sing ramkrishna paramahansa used to sing isn't it so you can also sing so sing the praises of the lord dance also don't say i don't know to dance we have some idiots in our world who will say i don't know how to dance what do you mean you don't know how to dance there is nothing that... see dancing is nothing but just swaying a little bit here and there isn't it you by the way how many movements can you do with your hand you know how many movements you can do i'll show you 1 2 3 and 4 you know you have done exercise in your school 1 2 3 4 like that you have done exercise you know drill you can do only four movements with your hand now try a fifth movement and tell me whether you can do take your hand behind can you turn it upside down like this no you can only do it in front like this at the side and down up and down so front side up and down now do it with your legs the entire leg you know from your uh, groin onwards can you do can you do backwards well i am not asking you to do a split <laughs> i say how many movements you can do four movements and what is the rhythm suppose if i raise my hand like this my leg can go on that side isn't it is it rhythmical 
is it making an S? Of course. If I raise this hand, can I put the leg that side? Yes. If I raise my one hand, see, please don't try raising both your hands and both your legs. You will fall down on your ass. Okay. You understand how dance is done. No, it is a very, very rhythmic movement. So you have been doing a dance. So don't say I don't know how to dance. No, no, I'm very shy. In an ashram, you can't be shy. You cannot say that, you know, I cannot do this, I cannot do that. You know, the guru is very, okay, I should say Chalu character. You understand? He is going to make you do those things only which you say I cannot do. The reason is because you have to overcome your inhibitions. There are no, nothing in this world should hamper you. Hamper means what? You know how people will say, no, 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 I cannot eat this. The moment you say, I cannot eat this, the Guru is definitely going to give you that. And if you think that he is not going to give you that, Mother Nature will make you do that. There is a very beautiful story of Sai Baba. You see, there was this Mahajan, one great guy. He was a vegetarian. So Sai Baba told him, go to that meat shop and get 5 kilos of meat. <gasps> Can you tell a vegetarian to go to a meat shop? No. And then some animal was brought. Now kill it. How can a non-vegetarian, I mean, you see a vegetarian guy kill an animal. It, you know, he, oh my God, it's, it's blasphemous. It's, it's not good enough. Well, the idea is this. Never say I can't do and I will not do these things. The guru's job is to make you do those things. The reason is because in the divine concept, in this divine world, don't come with your past stuff in the ashram. He is supposed to remove all the kachara from you. Kachara means all the dirt from your life, isn't it? To make you be clean and pure, he will first take away all that inhibitions. I cannot dance, I cannot sing, I cannot do this, I cannot do that. All those things and he will check them out. So this is what is being done. So any person who says, I will not sing and I will not dance, he will have to do it. And because this is how you will understand what is the meaning of the word devotion. On a side note, do you remember how children eat food? You know, you give them a spoon of, you know, that thing which is some gooey stuff. I am sure you have seen the gooey stuff when you were a kid, you know, yeah, you will do like this. And mummy will say, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth and, and the child will, mm, he will, he will, he will tighten his, you know, lips like this. And finally, she will do something else. She will put one, try to put one chocolate and when you open the mouth, she will shove that spoon inside. You see, there was a video yesterday where this father is doing this kind of a thing. Well, don't you know this is what mothers do and fathers do? As a guru, my job is to make you do that. If you say you hate Cerelac or Nestum or you know all those new stuff that is there nowadays, he is going to make you eat that stuff. And don't say that I can't do it. No. He is a mother. He is a father. He is a representation of the Lord. And he is going to make you do that. And you have no options. It is for your good. Isn't it? So, whether it is singing and dancing, it is a part of the activity. Part of the function. So, we have come to the end of verse 11. Next time onwards, we will do verse 12. I will be back to my base on Tuesday. Alright? So, from that day onwards, we will have our regular satsangs also during. The okay. So, I will see you all. You have a very good 